Think Again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 55th program of Think Again, brought to you by the Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Like much of the media and our political commentariat, we're having a conversation about stacking today. But we plan to extend the concept of stacking a little bit further. Firstly, we will touch on the branch stacking stacking scandal Mm -hmm. engulfing the Victorian Labour government, which has reached into the Labour opposition at a federal level as well. This has been extensively covered in indignant outbursts in The Age, Channel 9, and the news corporation outlets. Mm. For those who don't know what branch stacking is, let's give a bit of context. Branches of political parties are meant to be the mechanisms through which the voice of locals, the voice of the people or the grassroots, can percolate up into state or federal parliaments. Mm. So branches are also where the local activists get to work when uh, elections are about to happen and other locals need to be convinced to vote for their respective parties. So that's where branch stacking comes in. Branch stacking occurs when people active in a local or regional branch of a political party recruit or register numbers of phony party members. The votes of these phony members can then be used to elect a particular candidate they like to stand for election and they hope represent that party in Parliament. Mm, So those phony votes, they can also be used to directly or indirectly influence party policy and other political decisions. And when we say phony members, we mean people not genuinely committed to the party or even necessarily interested in politics. Their membership may have been paid for or signed in by people wanting to take their party in a certain direction or they might want to strengthen a certain faction. Branch stacking happens in both the Liberal Party and the Labour Party. Currently, The Age and the rest of the nine entertainment stable of media, ably and aided and abetted by the News Corp, Mm. they seem to have the Victorian Labour government in their sights in its rather over-the-top coverage of the party's branch stacking problem. The undercover investigation they held and its massive publication, up to seven full pages in one of the issues of the age, with Mm -hmm. two-inch titles on the front page, seems to be an added string to nine and the age's obvious concerted campaign against the Andrews Labour government. As you mentioned a few programs ago, Andrews was attacked for his government's positive approaches to its cooperation with China and the general editorial opinion, and that of the of the newspapers as well as the uh, nine regular political commentators, they have certainly turned against him and his party. 
John Fain commented also in the age, paradoxically, that may have a lot to do with the fact that as compared with the Feds and with other states, Victoria can be considered having the most progressive government of all state governments. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying brand stacking's okay, of course, it's not. No, no. Brand stacking's a disgrace. Mm-hmm. What little power we, the people, have by electing our representatives once every three or four years is really undermined by brand stacking. What little power ordinary people like us have to keep politicians honest and really speak for us is really dissipated in these corrupt processes. If political parties select candidates for election who aren't truly of the people, if they're a fix, where is our choice when we come to vote? Mm. And how can we really tell them what we think of their political practice and other behaviours when they have been selected through faked processes? Mm. Still, the pages and pages spent on this, as you've just mentioned, Shark, is really mm-hmm. surely disproportionate and mm-hmm. way over the top. Yeah, as I said before, the age is literally flooded with long, long-winded, repetitive and rather unsurprising details and mm-hmm. stories about this event. Yeah, so I was wondering to myself when I saw all this, mm. why did I so quickly feel bored and jaded by this coverage. And I had to think about it. Firstly, there's a feeling that editors and investigative journalists, with their inverted commas exclusives, attempt to manipulate me. It's an obvious manipulation as Mm -hmm. a supposedly passive and generally uninformed reader. Mm. Yeah, after all this stacking thing has gone on forever, and three days, really, if you think about it, yeah. as long as I can remember, and in all parties. So why suddenly do we need seven pages? And that repeated over several several uh, editions of the age, with mm-hmm. the repeat of all the foul language its rather sad perpetrators have spewed at one another. And where is the more proportionate coverage of all the other, the other matters affecting our lives to a far greater degree? than the tomfoolery of third-rate politicians. Yeah, and I realised that was the other reason I was feeling a bit bored and jaded. Mm -hmm. Because what about, as you say, what about the reporting of all the other important things that are happening? Um, Not least the blaming and shaming of the homeless, the underemployed and the marginalised, what's happening with the environment, and the Mm -hmm. wicked siphoning of our commonwealth to the higher end of town. Yeah, the particularly the growing inequality about which French economist Thomas Piketty just wrote another thousand eloquent pages, but it never perpetrates into the age. Yeah, that's mm. right. And again, like I just mentioned, don't get us started talking about the state of our environment mm. and all the shonky approvals being given out. Yeah, where the Victorian government would also deserve some scrutiny. Mm when it does occasionally happen as it is reported, it's reported rather more gently, mm-hmm. probably because a stronger critique of what the Victorian government is doing or not doing at the environment would immediately implicate the federal coalition as well with all of its scandalous acts of commissions and omissions. Mm-hmm. Such issues and problems seem rather more existential to me than the juvenile shenanigans of power-hungry underlords mm. in Victoria Labour Party branches. Yeah, so Jacques, mm. I think we would both really like to have 
more real news and investigative mm. and exclusive journalism about all the other really important issues affecting ordinary people and our mm. future. Mm. Just to catch our breath, we now have some music. Failed mm-hmm. State by David Rovick. But it keeps getting worse each time the landlord lobby pulls the strings of the purse. When the human right to housing isn't even part of the debate, you know you're living in a failed state. When millions of citizens are spending half their lives locked up in a prison for trying to survive. When laws must be broken just to have a place to stay. Senators to look the other way. If you have to be a criminal to put food upon your plate, you know you're living in a failed state. When you're facing climate breakdown, when the trees are all on fire, when half the country's underwater, when a climate change denier runs the nation. Opposition party votes for oil rigs and pipelines. It's not so much a country as it is a corporation. Buckling under its weight, you know you're living in a failed state. When your nation is an empire facing daily blowback, and the only thing your leaders can think to do is attack bipartisan consensus that we need to spend. 700 billion before the years end on a military budget to make America great. You know, you're living in a failed state. When almost every day some psycho with a gun has to open fire on a crowd before it's done. When a music festival becomes a free fire zone and all they can say is it's okay now he was acting alone. Buy some armor, pray to God, and hide behind a gate. You know you're living in a failed This is Jacob from Friday Ray, and I'm here to ask you to please dig deep through CR's June Station Appeal. I know times are tough, that's why I'm asking you, those of you who are still a bit cashed up, to dig deeper than ever, because many of our regular supporters can't right now, and you need to take up the slack. You know you have to, you know you want to, you know you should, so just do it. Go to 3cr.org.au and click on the big red word right near the top of the page. It says donate and help keep Radical Radio live on air. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about various types of electoral stacking, particularly about the way in which the federal government has been cheating in the use of our taxes to ply its own electorates with various grant monies. Yeah, it's really theft from the people on a grand scale. 
and deserves to be covered much more in the mainstream media because it's a scandal. Mm. It could be a scandal. Yeah, there is certainly bias in what is extensively covered and what is not covered at all in our increasingly tabloidified and once solid and balanced age. And of course, in other media as well. Indeed, the change in our middle of the road age, though, gradually, but more recently with increased gusto, presents really like a shock and like a loss. And you're talking about the newspaper, The Age, of course, Mark. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not talking necessarily just about being in our age. No. So, and I, I guess an example, uh, mm -hmm. of, um, and back to our theme of stacking, why are we seeing very little, if anything, at all, about the use of billions of federal grant dollars to pork barrel coalition and marginal seats? Mm. No one seems to be covering this to any extent except the New Daily and a little bit more limited, The Guardian. Last year, before and after the federal elect election, there was quite some talk about the sports road scandal, mm -hmm. where sport minister, then sports minister Bridget McKenzie, ignored and overruled the granting decisions by an independent Sports Australia committee. The committee made recommendations about where hundreds of millions, no, like hundreds of millions of dollars, <laughs> not hundreds of millions, but actually, yeah, 100, 100 million dollars worth million. of grants for sports infrastructure projects should go. Instead, the funds were richly spread then across marginal seats and others of benefit to the coalition's electoral chances. Mm -hmm. Whilst the minister needed to resign, the PM, he wormed himself out of responsibility, mm -hmm. even if his fingerprints were all over the deed. As one example uh, that comes to mind, a rugby union club in Adelaide received a $500,000 grant for female change rooms, but despite not fielding a women's team. <laughs> mm. Around the same time, the sports rod was not the only thing. There was the $150 million female facilities and water safety stream program. Mm. That was announced by Scott Morrison and then Sports Minister Bridget McKenzie again, two months before the 2019 federal election. This program was designed to fund female change rooms and swimming pool upgrades for community sports clubs. Mm -hmm. The program was not open to applications from the public, and more than 40% of the fund was spent on projects in just two marginal liberal electorates. That's right. The largest mm. grants coming from the Female Facilities and Water Safety Stream Program, which is a mouthful, mm -hmm. they, the largest grants included $25 million for a new pool in Attorney General Christian Attorney General Christian Porter's marginal seat of Pierce and thirty million for two pools two pools in the marginal seat of Karangamite, which Liberal MP Sarah Henderson ultimately lost in the election anyway. Mm. Mm. The health department has since become responsible for the female facilities and water safety stream program, mm -hmm. but it was not open to applications for grants, saying that the projects were selected, listen to this, as election commitments. Mm -hmm. The Office for Women was not involved in decisions about the grants, mm -hmm. exposing them again as designed to help the Morrison government's re-election prospects. Mm -hmm. 
that sports frauds and female facility programs have been examined by the Senate committee earlier this year, but we still hear rather little about how they are evolving. Mm, yes. Mm. And then, and uh, before going to another type of grant, community mm. development grant, which we really want to talk about, we should mention the regional grant scheme. The regional grant scheme was another shameless pork barrel opportunity fully grabbed by the coalition government. The National Party, with just 10 of the House of Representatives 151 seats, scored nearly a fifth of the regional grants from the regional grant scheme. 129.4 million of the $719 million. Queensland... <laughs> well, it's not funny, but it's unbelievable. You can't believe it when you yeah. read the figures. Yeah. Queensland's yeah. LNP also got a disproportionate piece of this grant pie. Overall, Coalition seats grabbed 72.5% to Labor's 21.5%. Hmm. Remember, this is the same federal government that harassed people on Centrelink to pay back phony debts through robo-debt. Hmm. I think we need another little bit of a pause and turn to a promo. If you care for a friend or someone in your family with disability, a medical condition, or who is elderly, Carer Gateway can help you get free support. Carer Gateway has lots of services to help carers. There's counselling, financial and peer support, and online courses that you can do at your own pace. They also have respite services to help you look after the person you care for while you take a break. Call Carer Gateway on 1800 422 737 or visit the website carergateway.gov.au. A 3CR supporter. Today we're talking about the federal government's rorting of community grants and other funds to pork barrel its own electorates or marginal seats. Let's talk about the community development grants. In late May, Michael Pascoe in the New Daily named the Community Development Grants or the CDG program as the coalition's hot 2.5 billion plus political road. He said it's 25 times bigger than the sports road scandal and counting. The government has a number of corrupt slush funds, but none more blatantly designed to buy votes with taxpayers' money than the CDG scheme purpose-built in 2014. Pasco tells us how a system of topping up community development grants has been put in place that conveniently sings with the election cycle to improve the coalition's election chances, mm. of course. So let's have a closer look at where the community development grants were allocated. Coalition seats received about 76% of last year's money, while Labor seats received just 20%. So, in other words, coalition seats got a little more than, a little over three quarters of the grant's money and Labor seats got a fifth. <laughs> this, this is using data from the government's own Grant Connect website. These precious federal community development funds, our money from our taxes, have been used to pork barrel especially 
national party seats quite outrageously. Mm. Yeah, in 2019, labor seats averaged $836,000 in community development grants. So 836000 uh, National party seats got an average of six point seven hundred and twelve thousand million six point seven million so that is eight uh, eight hundred and thirty six thousand on average for labor seats and six point seven million for national party seats it's incredible mm. I, um I, it's it's for me it's grand theft from com- mm-hmm. community yep. What I find really distressing is the self-serving distortion of the idea of community development. For example, $35 million went towards establishing a new campus for the University of the Sunshine Coast campus in Peter Dutton's seat of Dixon. So how's that community development? Mm, of course, we at Borderlands, and as publishers of the only community development journal in Australia, we are just appalled about that. Listeners who have followed some of our previous programs dedicated to community development will remember that that approach is supposed to enable local people to make decisions together about the directions they want to take as a community and to resource them to put those decisions into action for the betterment of all. Yeah, that's right. Ideally, community development really encapsulates a true participatory democratic approach at the grassroots level in the use of common funds. Mm. Community development supports people to work to get idea or what's supposed to. Community development is supposed to support people to work together and realise their common aspirations while enriching relationships between people and with the natural and built environment. Mm. With genuine community development, people would have real power to participate in important decisions and improve their quality of life. Instead, with the pork barreling of community development funds by the federal coalition government, the power is once more funneled into the tricky channels of mainstream Mm. politics. Well, Jacques, perhaps I realise that true community development might really give some real power to the people who have the least. And um, we couldn't have that, could we? Mm. So, counting all of these things together, the government spent more than $3.45 billion, almost $4 billion actually, of Australian taxpayers' money on grants for sports, community safety, and rural, regional, and community development programs. The Auditor General was asked to investigate the sports program in particular. And his report found that there was evidence of a distribution bias, very elegant Mm. way of calling it, isn't it? As the grants were used to give the coalition an advantage in the common federal election. Not only was this called out by many as political corruption, but leading constitutional lawyers described it as unlawful and unconstitutional and as having been made without the required parliamentary appropriation. Mm. The Senate has meanwhile also passed a Greens motion ordering the Deputy Prime Minister McCormack to table documents relating to the government's 2.5 billion community development grants roared. So corrupt use and preferential stacking 
as public of public funds mm. does not really come much more blatant. That's right. So in the absence of mainstream media coverage of this, mm-hmm. we really need to keep calling this sort of thing out. Mm. And thank goodness for 3CR as an alternative channel for news like this, as well as new community, of course, mm. that the mainstream media just doesn't seem to think is all that important. Mm. Mm, that's right. So with that in mind, please donate to 3CR as generously as you can and as you're able via the 3CR website or just ring 3CR to find out other ways in which you can donate. The number is 94198377. And I have promised people that if we meet our secret target shark, we'll do mm-hmm. genuine yodeling in our first <laughs> program in July, and uh-huh. he promised, so he will do it. Uh-huh. And it's in a good cause, of course. <laughs> uh, I would like to mention, too, for a fairer distribution of our Commonwealth, which we've been talking about, please support the campaign to have Centrelink payments at a level that covers the basic cost of living on a, on a permanent basis. The campaign is called Raise the Rate. So you can just use your search engine to find Raise the Rate. If you aren't on the internet, you can just contact your local federal MP and tell them why this is important to you. And possibly a couple of other truths as well. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Jacques Boulet and Jennifer Borrell. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands at borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are also available by podcast and via the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. Thanks again for the end to uh, help us with the recording and uh, as, as there were some technical problems obviously on Friday morning. We'll return with our normal program next Friday. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the following program, Dogs or Defence of Government Schools. I've been looking for...